this, I believe, is recording. Does it need to touch your face? Uh, I think I need to be touching your face. <laughs> okay. And then it works. Well, yeah, and then we got we're gonna get like the head set up. Oh, I yeah. think I think at some point we're gonna have to ha- forge an alliance with the DNA show. They got a pretty nice setup. They got a boom mic. Do they? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. I just would like to be able to say that all the time. Boom. I yeah. got the boom mic. I'd like if we could get a boom mic guy and we could be like, Jeremy, lower, <laughs> lower the boom mic a little. <laughs> Jeremy, get the boom Jeremy. mic out of my face. What happened to you on Cindy? I lost count in the middle. Somewhere. Did you just feel like you weren't going to get to, to your to your goal? I was going to get 26. And, and, you, and you just said forget it. I don't know. I thought I was flying. Like the, I did the first like four rounds in under three minutes. I don't know math, but that sounds fast. Oh, I was trying to do 45 seconds per to get yeah. 25. So 45. So you did the I first mean, how many rounds? I was flying at the beginning, and then I kind of like slowed down a little bit when I started breaking up the push-ups. And then I don't know. I I was thinking of I need a solution. I was thinking of inventing like a a button that is a magnet that you stick to the pipe. Okay. And every time you do a round, you hit it, and it's like a counter instead of having to do lines with your fingers or bend over and stuff like that. I like that. That's not a bad idea, right? No, that's really good. All because you, you just have to tap it. Yeah. So you could just smack it and then jump up on the pull-up bar. You're like an inventor. Well, I'm an ideas guy. I don't know how to do any of the follow-up with any of those things, but here we go. Uh, this is uh, No Rep Podcast, uh, newly renamed uh, to stay just one step ahead of our impending lawsuit. Impending lawsuits. Uh, Seth and Tony coming to you from PVCF. We've got uh, a new piece of technology we're trying out. We've got. Uh, microphones and a recorder today. This is very official. And the, we don't know how close we're supposed to hold the mics, so they are right in our faces. <laughs> We've been told that you're supposed to have them right up on you. We, Tony's we ha- resting his on his chin. Yeah, I'm, I'm at disease level right yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> but uh, we're also still recording on, on my iPhone just in case that doesn't work. Uh, so this is episode 1.11. Yeah, uh, we're so. in the we're in the back room in in the office. Uh, Marika is uh, working out right here. The sun shining in on us, and I think we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, so I think for this episode, this will be the 11th episode. We kind of just wanted to jump back and revisit a few points from previous episodes. So that's that's what we're gonna do today. No guests. Next week, we have somebody pretty special lined up. I think you guys are going to like it um, by that. Seth is going to let me know who that yeah, is. Yeah, we don't know who it is yet, <laughs> but it's going to be someone great. I actually, believe it or not, do have somebody great lined up. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe it. So, yeah. <laughs> Our friend Ash, friend of the program, is... He's in his he's, underwear He's in his right underwear now. getting changed, doing a photo shoot, <laughs> an unpaid photo shoot. Um, AshCrawford.com. Is we, his website. How did we miss the picture of that? Where were you on that? Ah, I was slow. Um, so he's going to be doing a photo shoot back here. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. So if we get distracted, there's going to be a lot of editing here. Right. All right. So <sighs> I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about was my diet before I started this keto diet, which I'm still in, by the way. I did break a little bit last weekend. I was overserved, but <laughs> I'm, ba- I'm solidly back in. Um, no changes anything updates or anything but you it, it, my understanding and I, I know a lot about the keto diet because i have our, i have three friends who are doing keto right now yes uh, so my understanding is that you initially do will lose water weight but then your body will basically even out yeah yeah so i don't have a hard time staying in because i have um some some body fat and by Where? some i mean a, a pretty solid amount in the midsection <laughs> um 
so I have a lot of fuel to, to use up. But I want to talk about my diet before keto. I feel like I'm getting a very bad rap, a lot of pushback from people about how poor my diet was. And I know I, I can't we, imagine why. We had talked about it on the on one of the earlier episodes with World Class Dave in the supermarket industry. I ate healthy a lot of the time. Okay, I just want to make that clear. You know, I would eat some some rice, brown rice, white rice, ground turkey. Not a lot of vegetables. I I will admit that. But I was a big binge eater guy. Okay. So Here's the thing. To my mind, part of this podcast and part of being in a CrossFit community is being a little bit real about what your what your struggles are and what you're actually doing. Yes. You know, CrossFit, CrossFit, what do they call it? CrossFit HQ. You know, one of their big things is being open source. They yep. put all their all their workouts up on their website. They're they want to be able to, to track as much information, as much data as they can about their athletes so that they can yep. help them improve. So uh, in those circumstances, it's really hard if you have people who are sandbagging and gaming and saying to everybody, oh, I ate 62 donuts last night when in fact they had, you know, brown rice and chicken. Right. Personally Which one are seen you? what I can do <laughs> when it comes to eating sweets and sugar. So I will do... You know, the couple times you've seen where I'm just eating a cake with my bare hands. I mean, I'll do that for a, like a day or day and a half. And then I'll clean, I would clean it up before. So I think if I ever come off this keto, which I probably will, that I'll just need to do less of that and more of the other, right? More of the healthy stuff. Well, uh, well let's dial in in a little bit this this is a this is about i mean I, you said to quote you that you have absolutely no discipline whatsoever none but the facts don't seem to bear that out okay because since 1.2 when we talked diet and you said that you then decided to get to, to try the keto diet yep and correct me if i'm wrong but you've pretty successfully stuck with the keto diet yeah now for example you know exhibit a is that we went over to katie's uh katie monahan uh friend of the program was on last, last week. week olympian olympian yeah. also uh an excellent brunch giver if you're ever in town and you want to have a good brunch just talk yeah. to katie and brian yeah uh they'll invite you over. solid brunch yeah so solid brunch. but we went over there and you suffered through it you didn't have a crepe you didn't you might have had a sip or two of alcohol but you were solidly disciplined in it yeah so I, I, with the keto thing, I find it very easy to do it because it's not like a diet. Like I'm not eating at scheduled times. It's just certain things you do and don't eat, right? So it's not hard for me to eat eggs and bacon in the morning, right? That's not difficult. It's not hard to suck down uh, a fat shake, you know, with 80, 90 grams of fat in the afternoon and then eat tuna fish and on salad or something like that for for lunch that's not hard the hardest part is like the no sugar right um, so take us through that though so you so it let okay a year ago mm -hmm. there would have been a time when you for whatever reason put yourself in a position where you were going to eat a half a dozen donuts or you you would put no, yourself in a no 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 i would buy a dozen and then it would cut them all in half and eat half of each one <laughs> it's totally different right or you would you you would be out working during the day and you'd go to the Z Mart or whatever, and you'd and you'd have to buy those chocolate chocolate donuts. Yeah, those are good. And eat them. Yeah. 
I think about those every so, day. But something, but something has changed the mechanism. Something has changed in you internally. Can you describe that? Can you, can so you identify I th- it? I think that when I started this, because they, but I just I'm sorry because if you can do it, God knows anybody, anybody listening right. can do it. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, that's true. So I think I I read that you know when you break keto, if you come out of it like abruptly, then you generally don't feel very good. And so I didn't want to get sick. Like I didn't want to feel like crap for a day. And so the time I did break keto last week, I did feel terrible. Now, whether that was the 15 drinks I had or, <laughs> or the breaking of the keto, I don't know. I'm putting it on the keto. So I don't want to feel sick when I come out. I don't want to feel like crap, low energy. Because that, you know, your body is then switching back. My body doesn't know how to switch back and forth yet between using carbohydrates and not using carbohydrates. And you want to continue to confuse it in that way. Right. So I want to train it. Eventually, you can train the pathways so that you can do both. No, you want to, it sounds like you want to train it so that like, you want to have, it's like, it's the equivalent of having like a rubber band on your wrist. And every time you do the thing that you don't want to do, like go to smoke a cigarette, you snap the band. Yeah. So you associate the pain with the bad behavior. Right. Yeah. It's working. Yeah. You're working at the level of about maybe an amoeba. Let me ask it a different way. And we're, you're maybe not far enough into it, but when you started doing this, and that you are somebody who operates and works at a very high level for Pioneer Valley CrossFit. Right. Not in, in life. Not necessarily in, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not going to go to the games next week. But around here, you... Some people are. They just are flying out as, there. As spectators. Yeah. You're, but you're not, you're, you know, but around here, you're a very good CrossFitter, but your reputation has been somebody who eats whatever he wants and goes off the rails and comes in and laughs about it and then goes and works out. Yeah. And the question is, is that starting to change? You tell me. I think the, I think the, 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 the evidence suggests that there's a change happening. Yeah. It's, um, and I, and I think I know the secret ingredient. I, I don't notice a change. I feel the same. I just don't have the binging stories that I once had. And it makes me slightly less interesting as Being a person. Being good is boring. Yeah, it makes me less interesting as a person. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything, but we started a whole new iPhone thread without you on it. Yeah. It's pretty good. That one's funny. Yeah. So, okay. So I had but, another one. But, well, okay, but let me just... Oh, do you want more on this? Well, uh, not, but I just want to kind of add a layer to that. Okay. Is Ash Crawford... Yeah. ...has a similar shtick and take in 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 my observation okay he will come in having you know i was in new york last night i was in boston last weekend i had 12 beers yeah and now i'm working out yeah and i think that there's something and i think in the crossfit community it's worth people hearing and understanding that that there are people who either want to be that way or try to be that way and this isn't a bad place to kind of look at that and see how well it works and how often it works. I mean, how much can you do before the rail before you go off the rails? Well, how much can you re- do and still recover and come in and work out? So I also think that that kind of boils back to the episode we talked about, where you always have an ex- I always have an excuse for something, and he might be the same way. Well, why did I beat you in that workout? Well, because I was out, I didn't get any sleep, or I had ten beers, or. Not that I wasn't good enough or that you were better, <laughs> but I, haven't, I have this X reason why I didn't do it. Okay. And, and, and to kind of try to play that through the whole CrossFit community, take you know, Matt Frazier who says, oh, I don't really watch what I 
eat I just eat whatever my fiance makes for me mm-hmm. or y- you or you hear games athletes saying oh I never take a day off the f- it isn't clear to me that that's I don't take that to be necessarily true just because they said it I think that there's not. a lot of gaming going on yeah and I think that the that ordinary crossfitters may look at at let's say around here somebody who's not where you are might be looking at you and saying what does he do to get there and if you're saying I had 12 beers last night they've got to be thinking man if he can have 12 beers and do that I'm never gonna I'll never do it yeah that could be true you know or maybe they start drinking 12 beers and see how it works out and it's probably gonna increase their mental health (laughs) so I wanted to I I did have one more thing I wanted to touch on um episode 1.8 which was you know strength training versus cardio training okay um, I feel like I came off, and maybe you as well, as just really bashing on cardio workouts and hating cardio. Um, running specifically. Running specifically. And how bad it was for you and bad for your joints and most injuries per sport. And, and I just want to make it very, very clear um, about cardio that, yes, it sucks and I hate it. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that. That up. was it. Thank you for doubling down on yeah. cardio sucks. Um, all well, right. So I had, I had a real one. This oh, is okay. a real one. So from episode one point ten uh, last week with Katie, I wanted to ask you, and we kind of it didn't really go how either of us expected, right? It kind of boiled down to a lot of that we don't have the same mindset that she does and we can't get to the same place that she does for whatever reasons we're just not as good right um if if someone were going to uh, having listened to that episode and gone back and edited it i immediately um my my brother is uh, a high school lacrosse coach i immediately sent it to him colette immediately had her daughter her 13 year old or 14 year old daughter listen to it to my mind katie kind of described a world-class mindset. Right. And that, frankly, blew me away. And I right. think that's what you're referring to. Right, right. It was... So I guess I wanted to ask you, all environmental factors removed, if you didn't have to work, if you could just work out, if you didn't have to worry about stress or anything like that, right, do you think you could get into a similar headspace that she did to become a world-class athlete? No. I don't think I could either. I, I just wasn't sure if some people think that you could, right? The reason I would say that is that what you described, you didn't remove the – I don't think you removed the main factor. You took the fact pattern and you removed work stress and other stress. Yeah. But what still remains is how – what my mindset would be or what your mindset would be working out every day, four hours a day, eight hours a day, mm-hmm. doing, eating right. in a certain way, being a certain level of discipline, right. and how you deal mentally with the ups and downs, with the injuries, the with the bad workouts, with the good workouts. Right. How do you, in her words, take every day, train the way you perform yeah. every day and not... And, and let go of any associated mental baggage. Right. I didn't want to tell her that I don't think I could ever do that. Like, even if I had started that way when I was growing up, I just don't think it's in my DNA. 
besides like the genetics and everything like that, I just don't think I could ever get into that headspace. Why do you think that is? And then serious question, not not joke question. Oh, I know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have a, a good answer for that. I don't know why I couldn't. I mean, I at times find it hard enough when I'm working out six days a week for an hour and I'm just like getting kind of mentally fried and need to take a couple of days off. That's happens like every couple every month or so every two months let's let's take it this as take it as a, if we take it as a spectrum that 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 we all have some level of how how hard and consistently we can train how disciplined and ho- we can be about our diet how well we manage frustrations within a workout and within our training regimen Every ordinary CrossFitter has to deal with that. Katie right. is way over on one side. Yes. She, to me, it's, she's almost at a... She, what she described is almost sort of a zen level. She, just, she, can, she can be in the moment, give 100%, and then walk away. Yes. She's, she's the whale that like, snaps Moby Dick's boat like a twig and then just, just goes off. I think w- Moby Dick was the whale. Ahab. Ahab, right? So Ahab, we're like Ahab. We're like out there. We're going to change, you know. The person who's trying to compete with Katie is Ahab. She's she's Moby Dick. Right. She doesn't have a thought process about it. She's just completely zoned in. She snaps your boat like a twig. And and to her, it wasn't a big deal. To you, it it was the biggest competition of your life, and you just died. Yeah. Yep. No, but okay, but so there's a spectrum. So that's all the way over one way of doing it. Then there can be all the way over to the other side is somebody who's on a couch. God bless them. They're addicted to TV, addicted to sugar, can't get off the couch, and, and, and are, in, are always doubting themselves or always are afraid to go to the gym because they don't want to be around other people. So there's, yeah. there's this whole spectrum. Right. And I think the question for the ordinary CrossFitter is where are where you, are you now and, and, and how do you maximize what you can do where you are? Right. One thing I did pick up from something you just said is that I think you're admitting that you and Colette call Katie Moby Dick behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> you just aired out your nickname for her. Actually, we we, we call you Ahab yeah. <laughs> behind <Yeah>. closed doors. <laughs> yeah. uh, take, you know, I mean, I talked to Eric Wilson about it, and Eric is a guy who can go out and do a wad like a crazy person. Yeah. But I think that he also has experiences a lot of frustrations and he will break his body will break down, he'll get injured. He actually stopped crossfitting, mm-hmm. went somewhere else for a while and then, and then had to come back with a different mindset. Yeah. But in, in that sense, I think he he is capable of really pushing himself and he's always looking for different ways to to get better, yeah, I think for yeah. sure. He's always reading something. He's always trying something. Right, a new diet or a new stretching program or a new uh, warming up before the workout. You know, something like that. He's always trying something different. Right, I agree. Which circles me back to uh, our accountability episode. Right, and um, how you were doing some mobilization and stuff. How's how's your mobile mobility going? How was your? How did the snatch workout go for you yesterday? <laughs> I did. It was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Those were you? Were your shoulders and lats and chest nice and loose and mobile to? Because you, since the accountability episode, you've been 
you've been mobilizing, yeah? I know that behind closed doors, my nickname is the Supple Leopard. <laughs> yeah, yo, that's what we all call you behind closed doors, <laughs> right? Uh, so, <laughs> so I haven't, I've, I have been focused more on strength training. Oh, okay. So since we discussed accountability, you, you've had none. none. Yeah, okay. essentially. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Since I just took a beating on the first part <laughs> of this. Okay. I, on the other hand, have been snatching at least once a week, every day, every week since we did that episode. Wow. Yeah. And what have to you had? Trying any to get to a 200 pound snatch. Have you had any improvement? None. <laughs> no improvement. I, but I see you working out. Sometimes you're working out with Ash. Yep. And he's begging to come on this podcast, by the way. Well, I mean, he just literally stripped. In front of us. I mean, I don't know what more he can do. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's about that's <laughs> yeah. that's next level. Uh, so, I, I I really think that some of this the I I had hinted earlier that I I think I know your the secret to your your um, increased accountability, and I think it's doing this podcast. So that's a, actually the last thing I wrote on this paper is that it is it is a scary to me to think that all I have to do to improve myself as a person is discuss it in a public forum, right? Like, what if I started a social worker podcast? Would I then be good at my job? <laughs> like, I don't know. Or would I, I just think continue to be average? That's a bit too much to ask. Yeah, that's, I mean, if everything I'm bad at in life, all I have to do is talk about it and be shamed by 80 to 100 people every week, <laughs> will that make me better at those things? Like, should I do a doing the dishes podcast? Because then uh, the sink won't be full. <laughs> you think of all the things you could do, like right. it's take like out the I, trash podcast. Right. All I have to do is talk about podcast. Them. Right. It's. I mean, I do think that this has provided. I don't know. You as well is is more accountability for things, in general, not just that specific episode. But um, I want to put a bookmark in that because our friend AJ is back here. He's he's taking some photos of us in an attempt to to mock us, but. I would. I just want mockery of the podcast. I just want to point out that his girlfriend was just back here and told us that he loves to listen to our podcast while he's in the shower. So I just want to put that out. He also said that he that he works out crazy so that he can that he can boast that he can lift more than Seth. Right. So when that day happens, I can't wait to hear the the boast he's been working on for a number of years now. No. What'd you get? 1456. And you're the running and rope climb guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so circling back, I just wanted to put out that AJ does listen to us in the shower, and that will And not that's not at all weird. And that's not weird, nor will it be edited out. Um, Let's hit uh, one. one you know, you probably have other subjects, but uh, oh, I, I think it, I think it's worth worth kind of. Um, you know, we talked about Katie, uh, other people who've been on the program. Dave, we need a Dave update. He has he has formed an unholy alliance with Brian Snyder. Yes, they're now doing six a.m.s and Brian's cooking him breakfast afterwards. If you ask me, that's not a bad setup for Dave. <laughs> I don't I don't know how he managed it, but. Uh, he seems to be. I think his trajectory is still upward. 
Yeah, it's unfortunately headed in the upwards direction. So, so that's Dave. Um, we talked with Colette about competition. Yep. What's your? Well, I mean, uh, I have. Know. I actually wrote. I wanted something about that episode oh, okay. one point six that I wanted to talk about yeah, the competition episode. Let's hit it. So I think I came off at um, was saying that I don't like when people are are cheering and clapping at the you know at the end as a group as wow we just did this workout like I'm I think I sounded like. Um, I don't like the spirit of CrossFit, which I do very much. Um, sometimes, I don't know if I'm more just, I don't know if it's old school competitive, but when you watch like the CrossFit games and they're cheering for each other, they're cheering for someone to beat them and take money away from them. And it's like, to me, I think of it as, if you're competing against someone, why do you want them to beat you, right? I don't, I think on the average day, that's fine in here, but in, in the bigger, more competitive realm, I don't understand it. There's a, I think there's a fault line there that competitiveness uh, can bring out the best in people. Yeah. And competitiveness can also bring out some pretty ugly things in people. Yes. I think you're describing it from the, the perspective of it can bring out really you know, I think I think the first part of that is, yeah, we, it it brings out the best in people, or right. it can. And you're sort of saying, but on the other hand, at the end of the day, competition itself can be a pretty ugly thing. Yeah. Uh, in you know, I suppose in nature, you know, a competition ends in <laughs> one animal eating the other. Correct. It was interesting from that episode. Colette kind of started out talking about it as she uh, is more competitive with herself. Right. And and she's talking about that there are things in, you know, she's, you know, 5'1 and 105 pounds, so she's never going to uh, compete with, say, you know, Katie and Liz, who, who you know, are a little taller, a little, you know, uh, and so they can lift a little bit heavier. Um, so she ca- kind of has to adjust for that. Right. Anything else? Well... It, this is maybe related is, you know, one of the things that kept popping up to me is your, um, how we relate to each other in the CrossFit box. Right. And it's a little fascinating to me that, that you tend to relate in an oppositional way. Sure. What is your sense of, of what that gets you? And it, by the way... I, I think that it works. It plays well. Right. I think it actually builds community because it's hilarious to listen to you, you know, talking crap to Katie or to Ash about what you're going to do or what you just did. Right. You know, what AJ just did to you is sort of an oppositional way of relating. Right. How was you? How did you do in that competition? Oh, I beat you. Yeah. You know, but in a way that I think ultimately builds community. Right. So I think uh, it's it's good to have someone like myself around, obviously, like, strikingly handsome and funny. But it it is a way that kind of secretly pushes people to do a little bit better, I think, to try a little bit harder. Because they're secretly hating on you? Right. They secretly, or not so secretly in some cases, want to beat me in a workout or be stronger or faster or have something that they can say to me after the workout um which i don't mind because i can take it you know and i think 
that that pushes people to do a little bit better, to go a little bit harder so that they can say those things after, right? I'm more of a, just like a, a full-time motivational speaker. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Liz L with a workout. She did it early in the morning and she put her time out there and said, come at me. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how you, all, your sort of mindset all the time. Yeah. I'm I putting like it out there, come at me. And then if you beat me, I'm going to say that you didn't do full reps. Right. Or I'm going to say that I was tired. Oh, so, or, you, so you also always have an excuse. No, no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying that's what you do. Oh, that's what I do. Oh, yeah. Because I always have something lined up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tended to, to do that once in a while, too, where I'll kind of walk in and go, all right, you know, I'm, this is my workout. Mm-hmm. Come at me. Like two days ago, you did that. Oh, on Cindy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You wanted your pull-up bar. You stood underneath it for <laughs> 30 minutes leading up to the workout. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was camping out for you two tickets. Right, exactly. I think that it's good to have, I mean, am I always like that? Even outside of the gym? I think of you as one of the most inclusive people I know. Oh, that's a very nice thing it, to say. Well, it's true. I mean, it, think about, like, we all went up to the lake house and my mom and my, my aunts were there and you went out of your way to go and introduce yourself and say hello to them and chat with them. Yeah. It, well, that's, that was mostly just in case I broke anything. I wanted to have, uh, have one in the bank. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. So uh, we were up there again, Colette and I, and my mom and my aunt were up there. And uh, they were trying to, we were talking about the podcast. And, and so we actually figured out how to listen to it up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, uh, I, had gone, I had gone upstairs or something, came back downstairs, and my aunt said to me, yes, we listened to about 10 seconds of it. We got the gist. <laughs> A.K.A. Could, we hate it. And she said, and she said, but I could see how people like you would like it. <laughs> then I was out on the paddleboard, and Colette told me this story after that she was talking about when everybody was up there, and she was saying, they were asking, like, which one is Seth? Oh, God. And Colette said, well, he's the one who came with the dog, or the two dogs. And my aunt and mom were like, nah, I, I don't remember which one that was. And they said, well, he's the one who came with the six-foot blonde bombshell. <laughs> and they said, uh... I don't remember that. I don't. Which one was that? And and she said, um, "Well, he was the one who fell off the paddleboard." And they said, "Oh, <laughs> Seth, <laughs> yeah, that was me." Yeah, <laughs> we know who Just that was. Just lasting impressions. I leave everywhere I go. <laughs> you fell off the paddleboard in about eight inches of water. Yeah, didn't drown. <laughs> and twenty minutes later, you were gone. That was it. Um, I think I inhaled some weeds. <laughs> I was I was in the I was in the weeds and the muck. It wasn't a. It wasn't a great experience. I'm not a paddleboard guy. I'm also not a water guy in general. Right. Uh, so I don't know that there's more stuff. We, uh, I, you know, final takes on the on on our on our first ten podcasts. Uh, final takes is, you know, we appreciate everyone who listens listening. Pretty pretty successful first ten episodes, I would think. I've got a couple of things. One is that. In order to to bring you to your your to your best game, we've got to find some other podcasts that we can compete with. We could do that. Uh, also, community brings accountability, which which leads to progress and gains. Yeah. And to my mind, this podcast is another extension of that. And I hope that for people who are listening, that that's sort of how they take it. That this is sort yeah. of our attempt to be a little 
open source about what we do, the struggles we go through, what our mindsets are, what just regular people working out. Yeah, and and uh, hopefully that can m- make people say, oh, I can, you know, I could do better than what they did, or I or, or I could do what they did, or uh, wow, those people really need therapy. I can find a better <laughs> podcast <laughs> right. somewhere else. Right, or I can send them a business card and. Get to collect some billable hours from their insurance companies because they could sure need it. <laughs> All right, that was 1.11. Thank you. Bye.